Welcome to Machine Learning, uh, how the world works. I wanted to talk about the petrodollar warfare. The U.S. dollar must remain the world reserve currency. U.S. global dominance is established by military presence and securing interest in oil. The dollar as the oil currency and unlimited constraint for debt creation. And the dollar as a world reserve currency is necessary as a mechanism for effortless U.S. credit expansion. The U.S. has $3 trillion of foreign debt, per purchased debt, and $2 trillion of consumer debt, but the consumer will have limits on the total amount of debt that they can finance before default. Okay, that's, yeah, a consumer doesn't have an unlimited uh, uh, line of credit. Monetary maneuvers away from the dollar by international community indicates a manifest intolerance of the unilateralism, U.S.-employed military imperialism that would seek gain over the world's energy supplies and denies the self-determination regarding their chosen oil export currencies, meaning that they have to use dollars. The fact that governments around the world are adding euros to their bank central bank reserves is indicative that they've lost faith in the dollar and the fiscal policy surrounding debt. Okay, we know that in the financial meltdown of 2008 that China had roughly the same amount of dollars as they did euros. And part of the speculation at that time was that China was in had um, bought euros because of its exports to Europe and uh, that it was it was holding lots of euros. Okay, so let's talk about the petrodollar. Petrodollars are backed by black gold. World War debt of 2,600 tons of gold caused the collapse of the Brentwood Agreement. The dollar moved off gold standard and its value traded on the open market. Large international banks, Citibank, Chase Manhattan, Barclays, assumed the role of the central bank with the market forces determining the value of the dollar. Money was a commodity not to be bought and sold on the um, money was a commodity to be bought and sold on the open market. Okay, so the way that works is um, as a dollar gets stronger against other currencies, it costs more money in the local currency to buy dollars. And so the uh, dollar is now seen as a commodity in terms of its price and supply uh, based on the demand for other currencies to exchange for dollars. In the 1970s, the growing trade massive trade massive trade the trade the massive trade deficit from the Vietnam War contributed to the devaluation of the dollar. Well, yeah, because war is inflationary and that would mean that the um the government had to take loans in the form of bonds to pay for the war 
And if it increased the money supply, it would have an inflationary force, and therefore the inflationary force would cause dollar devaluation. And that's what I had said earlier today, that I think there's a problem with the banking systems in that their assets due to inflation are devaluating. So they're holding um, assets that are producing low yield um, that were given out during a time when um, interest rates were low and the asset values were high because you had low low inflation. And so those assets now, due to inflation, have devalued, but the yields have not increased. And so um, the bank financials are getting weaker, even as interest rates are rising. And as interest rates rise, the appetite for debt decreases. And so even though they can charge more money for the usage of of the currency or the de- uh, loan, it will not offset the devaluation that's occurring due to inflation. So if um, the strange act is is why was the fit, why did the Fed um, increase the money supply four hundred percent in twenty twenty? While they were a lender of last resort, the banks, the LIBOR or the the bank money used to um, loan money between the banks was breaking down, and so they they infused a large amount of money to get that um, oper- operational again. The end result is high inflation. The Nixon administration began talks with Saudi Arabia to unilateral price international oil sales in dollars only. Since 1974, an agreement was reached with New York and London banks. Uh, arrangement was known as the petrol recycle, recycling. The oil price shocks of 73, 74, and 79 created enormous demand for floating dollar. Germany, Argentina, and Japan were faced with how to acquire export-based dollars to pay for expensive new oil import bills. However, OPEC was flooded with surplus petrodollars. The power banking interest, U.S. Fed Reserve and Bank of England sought to manage the monetary flows from a 400% increase in the price of oil in the Middle East. Well, Middle East is such an interesting actor in the petrodollar recycle. They had oil, and they sold the oil, and but they had to sell the oil in terms of dollars. But now they got all these dollars, and they need to invest that to grow their economy. And what they did was they found that there was gold, and so they started buying gold, and that caused gold prices to uh, climb from about $35 an ounce to $800 an ounce, $400 to $800 an ounce. Um, 
And that was because of the exchanging dollars for gold. And then they could exchange the gold as a commodity to, to make purchases in other countries. So oil was literally black gold. The dollar became the reserve currency for most nations. The dollar as a world reserve currency gave the Federal Reserve the unparalleled ability to create debt. Um, because then they could issue bonds. Bonds were an asset. And then the banks could um, purchase those bonds from the, the Fed and increase their um, money supply through fact, fractional loaning or fractional reserves. They could then loan against uh, that asset. And the Fed would, would insure against default. In 1979, Paul Volcker and the Federal Reserve raised rates for three years to save the, the failing dollar. And that's what's happening today is interest rates are rising to uh, offset the weak dollar due to inflation or increase in money, M1 money supply. Uh, developing nations were drowning in what they perceived as rather usurious U.S. interest rates on their petrodollar lo um, petrol loan dollar. The IMF imposed draconian debt collection on developing countries, forcing them to repay dollar debts despite social upheavals and lack of funds from domestic growth. In 1990s, Unified Europe established the European Monetary Union. Interesting. So was the European uh, monetary Union, the result of the IMF forcing developing countries to repay dollar debts. Military and economic dominance. Paul Wolfowitz's foreign policy objectives sought for U.S. dominance and world community. In 1992, the paper was leaked out suggesting no nation should be allowed to challenge the hegemony of the U.S., as a result, Gulf region security became a high priority and the strong American force transitioned the issue of evil dictator Saddam Hussein. That became our entanglement in the Middle East for the next 30 years or 40 years. Um, and we're still, you know, the cost could have exceeded $20 trillion. And it continues to climb. Uh, the sooner we can abandon our entanglement with the Middle East, the better, and uh, remove ourselves from that power struggle in that region. In 1999, the euro was successfully introduced, and the U.S. foreign policy shift from soft power towards hard power. Hard power meant unbridled unilateralism, military control of the world's energy supplies, and enforcing the petrol arrangement, and a five-year plan of spending $2 trillion through 2009. Iran, Venezuela, Russia, and Saudi Arabia, if moved away from the petrodollar, would be subject to U.S. antagonism. Well, it's strange because, uh, you know, the U.S. foreign policy has been containment of uh, communism, Chinese-Russian communism, and the fight in Ukraine continues to spread through the European Union, 
And if the European Union was the creation of uh, the IMF, predatory banking practices, then you might say the European Union was a totalitarian super state that emerged politically. And the clash between Germany and Russia will occur militarily and the U.S. will side with Germany in that fight. And so even though the U.S. does not actively state that they're at war with Russia, uh, the engagement in warfare with Russia is occurring behind the scenes. So there are troop buildups and training in Lithuania, and Germany is making purchases, military purchases of military hardware, and they're building up their army to be the third largest army in the world. And that will then be, uh, take its course into a war with Russia, which Russia will lose. Currency risk hedges in favor of the dollar. Currency risk keeps gasoline at $5 a gallon around the world, 60% more than the U.S. wonder if that's true today. Um, well, it depends on the currency war. How, is the dollar winning against the won? Is it winning against the ruble? Is it winning against uh, the rupee? Rising interest rates attract foreign investment, increasing the value of the dollar-denominated securities. Currency exchange for euro and yen devalue. For example, since Greenspan has begun to raise interest rates, the dollar increased 13% in value against the euro and yen. Uh, the currency risk forces foreign countries higher gas tax accommodating changes in the foreign exchange. The petrodollar system demands huge surpluses trade deficits in order to create dollar surpluses to purchase import oil. So again, we look at this pattern that banks and the uh, petrodollar system is following similar pattern that the banks do, which is you, have, you create an asset and then you use that asset to issue out debt and that debt then um, facilitates a economy of demand. The central banks of Japan, China, and South Korea buy U.S. treasuries with their dollars. Uh, again, so those now gives the government money in order to pay for military and uh, large government. If Iraq defied the dollar in value of the euro, OPEC momentum towards a petro-euro would be profound, and this sudden change would cause panic sell-off of the dollar by foreign central banks and OPEC oil producers. Iran said that they were going to move to the euro, and it's now uh, within U.S. antagonism. Currently, the U.S. makes... 500 to 600 billion dollars interest payments per year with the rest of the world. I'm sure that that number, since this was probably written, uh, these notes were written in 2011, 
I'm sure that that's significantly larger, that interest payment. Uh, 70% of the world's trade is done in dollars. Every country needs a trade deficit to import oil because all international trade is in dollars. Russia oil peaked at 12.6 million barrels per day in 87, and by 2004, its production had dropped to 9 million barrels per day. During the next decade, the USSR may well find itself not only unable to supply oil in Eastern Europe and the West on the pre-scale, but also having to compete with OPEC for its own use. Well, I would say OPEC is probably not the concern. The U.S. oil is massive. It has um, so much oil that it has more oil than all the world combined, and it could uh, provide all the oil needs. The, the question is, is why doesn't it? Um, and the answer is because there is a need for surplus debt in countries to facilitate trade. And because of that, the U.S. has not become um, the sole provider and replacement for OPEC oil, but it could.